0: Hi, I'm Pete Price, and my podcast this week is with the lovely Emma Rogers, who is now a world-famous sculptor who lives still on the Wirral. She's got an exhibition at the Williamson Art Gallery that comes of the 1st of October. It's called Wonder Karma. It's a bit special. She's a bit special. And it's free to go in. Why not go and visit the Williamson in Birkenhead? But have a listen to Emma who gives advice also for anybody that wants to be a sculptor or a painter. Join me now with Emma Rogers. Hello.
1: Hi Peter, you for having me on. Oh,
0: I'm delighted. You know I'm one of your greatest fans, always have been. First of all, explain about this treasure trove of an art gallery and museum.
1: Well, um, it's a solo show and I've decided to create it in response to that museum. So it, I've lived on its doorstep since... I was born, basically, and it wonder, karma translates as wonder chamber. So that's, I just thought that was the perfect description of um, this little jewel in Birkenhead, really. It has from local history through to stuff from far-off lands exhibited there. Um, it's a real little treasure on our doorstep, so I wanted to celebrate that and respond to it.
0: Now, you've been involved with this uh, amazing art gallery for a while because you really believe in it. It's beautiful, isn't it? And it's tucked away. It's not where you expect it to be.
1: Yeah, it's just on the corner of Slaty Road and Balls Road. Um, I only used to live a couple of roads away from there as I was growing up, and it's the first place I ever exhibited at age 15. And I think having that exposure so early on... um, me the belief that um, I could pursue a career in art wherever that might take me so it's been it's been really important um, in the growth of my work.
0: Emma when you put an exhibition together tell me how it works so you look at the gallery the gallery have said we'd love you to put an exhibition on you go but how do you compose it and put it together?
1: Um, It depends on the space and the event really Um, so um, sometimes, uh, I majority with a solo show, I'm, I'm left to come up with my own brief, and then I'll chat through with the galleries if they're happy with that, and then we can make it work for everybody. So, for instance, with Wonder Karma, um, I'm responding to some of the collection. So there's some paintings there that I've liked since a small child through the ones that I really like now, um, and I've created pieces in response to them. And then they'll also be unveiling... Um, a sculpture in the garden as well which is it's um, an oak tree which is based on the Birkenhead coat of arms but then it has um, a peacock and then lots of other things hidden within it um, in response to their collection so or, or a lot of that exhibition is in response to it and then I wanted it to go a little bit wonder karma, and then it's my sort of creatures escaping in there is the sort of feel of the show so you've got a Quite a traditional exhibition, but with my animals escaping around it.
0: Now you've got a new cu- you've got a new curator there, haven't we? A young guy who's yeah, come from um, from Sunderland, who's yeah. very adventurous, isn't he?
1: Yeah, he's he's been a brilliant support. Actually, I think Colin's passed the baton in a very good way, and um, both of them have always been like super. Uh, well, Colin's obviously always been very supportive with me, and I'm lucky to call him a friend. But Niall's been fantastic, so. It's definitely been handed over into the right hands. I'm very pleased with working with them. I've actually just popped home from the gallery today. We've been in um, looking at the collection today and starting to set up today, which is really exciting.
0: That's another thing, isn't it? People don't understand the work. First of all, the work that you put in to do it. But then you've got to position it and set it right, haven't you, to sell the actual collection to make it work to to have the picture and artists like yourself are so creative that is as important isn't it
1: yeah I mean I started making the pieces for this show two years ago so um yeah so there's there's the creative side of making the actual sculpture and then it's through to how you dress it in the gallery and um, from positioning to the work and explaining it and also um, through to you know, the advertisement of it and the catalogue, how all that translates as well. So it's, it's, not, it's not just the making aspects, there's lots of other things, but that's quite exciting as well, seeing it all come together with the narrative.
0: If you've just joined us, I'm talking to Emma Rogers. We're talking about a new exhibition at the Williamson Art Gallery and Museum, uh, which is on till the 1st of October. I know uh, you will want to talk about this because I've never seen you as excited uh, and you get excited over some of your works, but the lady you created in Wales, tell us all about it.
1: So that's um, Elaine Morgan. um, And uh, she was famous for her writing. She did a lot of writing. She had two very diverse careers. Um, She was famous for her writing, she wrote a lot of scripts for the BBC, but also she was very well-known for her theories on evolution. She's a faster-winning person, but also, um, uh, I mean, I was quite shocked when I got asked to be involved in this, but very feel very privileged to be part of the change because she's only the second-ever sculpture of a woman in Wales. (laughs) Yeah, it's
0: incredible.
1: So so that's kind of shocking, but really nice to be part of the change. And the Monumental Women team have been incredible with that, really, really pushing it forward. So I think there's going to be another one unveiled towards the end of the year as well. So they're really trying to push that through to make change.
0: Emma, as an artist, I mean, you created... It's a beautiful horse uh, outside the uh, Salford uh, Town Hall and you launched it with this amazing video of you walking with a horse at early hours of the morning. When you sit at home on your own and you're in your studio but you have some time off, do you pinch yourself knowing that you've created these beautiful pieces of works of art around the world, not just the country, around the world, and people are enjoying them? do you ever take that for granted?
1: Um, I just feel very privileged to be to have the the job I have. Really, I get to do. I mean, it can be it can be long hours, and it's. I mean, you see me mainly in my overalls. I think, Pete, yeah. but um, but you know, I feel very privileged to be able to do it. Be doing something that I love every day of my life. I mean, that's that's quite rare. So, um, and it's always lovely when people take it you know for public art when people take ownership and it becomes part of that environment then you know you've done your job Then, so that's that's lovely.
0: Now if you were a writer they say that um, you can be very very lonely uh, as a writer is it a lonely profession that you're in when you're working on a piece?
1: Um, The research and um, I'm in the studio a lot on my own and, and, and obviously when I'm researching background on a piece that I'm making that's quite isolating but um but then I'm in the foundry with a whole team around me on other days so it's it go, it's kind of all or nothing really with my career um you're either in a in a group Working quite intensely, or so I don't mind. Actually, I'm I'm okay working on my own as well. I've got I'm I'm surrounded by pets, so I'm
0: quite happy. (laughs) You are indeed (laughs) surrounded by pets. We won't even that's another interview, ladies and gentlemen. I promise you faithfully. (laughs) Now I love, and you are the the only artist I know that is I'm really close to. So I've watched all the different styles you've gone when 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 it changes. Do you feel this happening, or is it happening sort of by itself?
1: Um, I think it's quite natural, really. So some, like, so, say the balls, that, the ball that are made for like Marvel films and the um, and the creatures and that, they were quite raw and visceral, but they needed to be like that for that particular film. Whereas sometimes, when you're looking at something more um, gentle and sensitive, you have to um, create something. in a a more delicate construction. The actual physical making is much more delicate as well. So it all depends on what you're trying to translate, really, whether you're trying to make, like, force and movement or, like, an intimate, quiet um, time and pose. So, um, yeah, it's just whatever suits, and that does come quite naturally, really.
0: Now uh, you have two stunningly beautiful daughters who are growing up and very clever and intelligent, and now they're starting to appear in your work, aren't they?
1: Yeah, they got trapped in lockdown. I'm afraid, <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and forced to pose for me, which which um, I do have to give my younger child a small percentage of any sales, or she no, won't do no, it. No. So there that you go. doesn't sound like her at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad she'll be a good businesswoman anyway.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and have I seen one of your pieces? Are you in one of the pieces?
1: No. No, you don't need that. It's not with my gnarly old hand. It does not look a little (laughs) bit like you in one of those pictures. No, Never. Oh. don't need that in your life.
0: Well, I'm telling you, uh, when you sent me those pictures for the gallery, for this exhibition at the Williamson Art Gallery and Museum, which goes on to the, 8th, the 1st of October, I honestly thought I saw you in one of the pieces. I'm going to talk it's to
1: you. It's not off. deliberate. I apologise
0: for all of for that Stop <laughs> <up.
1: laughs> it. When
0: uh, talking about lockdown, how unbelievable was that? You created the horse for Salford then.
1: Yeah, I created the back garden. I butchered our barbecue stand so i had to cover for it i just made uh, made the whole um horse in the back garden and and the lamppost and then um when the foundry reopened up we um unwrapped it and molded it and cast it in bronze so that, but that was that was it was such a lovely distraction again i was very lucky to have that to focus on because as you know a lot of other people you know if you have the news on all the time it's quite depressing whereas that was quite a positive thing to be focusing on and um nice distraction
0: it was indeed. Um, the other thing which is amazing about you is that you get commissions for people's homes and some people are very rich, some people are just actually just ordinary people, but they want to own a piece of Emma Rogers' work. That must be very flattering, and especially when you get the chance of a big house and they say, take it away, you tell us what you want to do. That must be wonderful. It's, it's
1: really exciting and the fact that they trust me to do it as well, which is lovely. Um yeah, and I will provide quite a lot of designs, and um, so they're not too shocked when they when they come to the foundry or to the studio. Um, but yeah, that's re- that's really exciting responding to someone's home and how it can work as well. So, I think the most recent thing I did was um, a four and a half metre long dining table, which was trees that were intertwined. So that was that was good fun. Was a bit scary installing it with the glass, but. Um, but the actual making was good fun.
0: I've never seen anything like that. Uh, it was <laughs> magnificent. How did you install the
1: glass? Um, hold my breath, mainly. <laughs> wow. No, we had the team. We had a team. There was a team for the glass and, um, and there was a team for the bronze type, bronze mm. and steel table as well.
0: Emma, if the uh, people come along to this art gallery, which is a super art gallery, and well worth seeing. And by the way, got a great cafe and board, so you can uh, stay and have afternoon tea and coffee, etc. What will they see? What will they experience? What do you want them to walk away thinking after they've looked at your work?
1: Um, from from my exhibition, um, maybe partly how much it's influenced me on with it being on my doorstep. I want it to be very. I wanted the exhibition to be very positive and upbeat. Um, it's not particularly sophisticated. It's more fun um, and maybe showing how um, how I think some of it. Um, and then again, there's pieces that are in response to the gal- gallery collection because they have been influential on me over the years. So it's quite a mixture, which is what Wonder Karma comes from, like um, Cabinet of Curiosities, like Wonder Chamber. It's a real mixture of... Um, pieces but displayed in quite an organic way
0: you had an exhibition at the walker art gallery uh with one of your students jacob who you have taught and he's becoming an incredibly talented young man isn't he yeah
1: he's he's, he's exhibiting all over the world and he's he's doing really well very proud of it
0: were you pleased at the walker art gallery because that's another gallery you walk past and you go one day will i and there you are in it
1: yeah, it's lovely. Well, I started showing there in my, I think they bought the first piece of mine when I was in my 20s. Um, so I'm always very pleasantly surprised to ever be asked back. So I've done a few exhibitions there, but again, it's like going in to see Old Friends, some of those beautiful paintings and stuff. And again, um, I, re- I chose to respond to some of their collection um, for that exhibition, and, it, and it, was, it was great working with the team there.
0: Have you ever thought of doing a coffee book table of your work?
1: Um, well, my catalogue's getting thicker by the minute. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe I should. I'm, I'm in quite a number of art books, but just not nothing that I've put together myself. Um, I'm just part of quite a number of art um, books, but nothing to put together myself. Maybe, maybe you'll have to help me with that one, Peter.
0: Emma, tell me, what advice would you give to somebody out there who is a frustrated artist, a frustrated sculptor? Um, what would you say to them?
1: I mean, if they're, if they're starting out, if they're already... In college or university um our, our tutors were brilliant in, in both to be honest um and they forced us to apply for nearly every every like competition and stuff which was not much fun but it got past you worrying about like the form filling side of things and you just didn't care whether you got in or not it was just another form to fill in which took away that um anxiety over it I suppose um one of the one of the first place i have applied was um the VNA and i was lucky enough to be accepted and then win win the prize There, and that really helped launch my career so i'd say maybe start off applying to shows like open shows as well and fairs and and that gets exposure re- really early on but it's it's kind of a way of life if you want to pursue it as a career rather than it's not a job it's more of a way of life so it's just whether you'd want to do that every day um in different aspects of it really
0: it's not cheap either, is it, to do?
1: No, I mean, I have to really think about which pieces I'll get cast in bronze because that that's very expensive if it's not going to be sold quickly as well. It's a big outlay. Um, but then the process is so in, uh, intense as well. You can see where that goes. But, yeah, I, I'm, I'm very conscious which pieces I get cast in bronze which will translate and which I don't. So that side of things is expensive.
0: Are you back around the world again now after the pandemic or did that cause any problems for you with the art um, galleries that you're in, New York, etc.?
1: The The galleries in America were still open, which was bizarre. So I still shipped some things there. Everywhere else was, was very quiet. So there was no point in even trying. Most of them weren't open at all. Most of my galleries um, during the pandemic were all opening up, back up now. So I'm, I'm travelling again now, so that's good
0: so the yeah. exhibition uh people are going to come along and see it and it it's an exhibition that it's just artists it's well it's first of all it's there for everybody isn't it
1: yeah yeah and it, it's fun it's de- it's definitely designed to be fun and not um it's not pretentious in any way it's it's a celebration of the gallery and um as you know with my love of animals it, there's an area of it where it looks like they've escaped and they're kind of taking over the building a little bit, maybe. No, so a bit of fun.
0: I've got to ask, how many animals have you got now in the real um, world?
1: Not, I'm not too bad. I've got <laughs> d- just the three dogs and a cat at the moment. No sheep or foxes at the moment. <laughs> that was
0: one of the nicest things I've ever... I mean, we've been friends for a long time, but when I met the fox, that yeah, was an... Ex- yeah,
1: for the odd weekend.
0: But it was a, an yeah. experience that I'll never, ever forget. It was just... Yeah.
1: He's adorable. He, he, li- he lives with my friend who's an animal handler, but um, he still comes to visit me, which is lovely. And he's doing great.
0: So what have we got to look forward to, apart from the Williamson Art area? or is it all under wraps?
1: Um, I have got quite a few other projects coming up. And I don't know what I'm allowed to... Loud to um, Well, we, we, we stuff won't stuff. get you into
0: trouble, and we <laughs> won't ask you. We, we'll not push you on that one. We'll just okay. deal with the Williamson Art Gallery, and you are there till uh, the first of October. It's a very exciting, very exciting work. I, I love. I, I I can't see any bad in your work. I never can. What's oh, it? What's it
1: called you. again? Wonder Karma, and it's opening from the twenty-first
0: of July onwards. Thank you, Emma Rogers. If you enjoyed that. Why not subscribe? We've got a great family who now listen to the back catalogue of great interviews. It's free.